0: Doing, some, doing things a little different tonight, so I'm going to do, we're going to pray, do um, the announcements, and then we'll do offering right now. So if y'all can just help me, um, and what's on my heart right now is, let's take Jesus out of the box. The The box that we put Jesus in, let's take him out of that box right now. We're not at work, we're not at home, we're not at all these other different things, we're here. This is where Jesus is at. He's with us all around. Let's take him out of that box. Let's. This is what we are here to do. We are here to worship the Almighty. We're here to praise and worship him because he is so good. He is so merciful. He is so loving. He is so kind. He is literally love, peace, and joy. If you all will, will you help me pray over this offering or over this service? Lord, we love you. We thank you so much, Lord God. We thank you for what you have already done in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for what you're about to do the the, the 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 alabaster box that you're about to crack open, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the things that you're about to do, for the things that you've already broken in this service, Lord God. I know we just walked in, but I could feel you, Lord. And I thank you so much right now for, oh, you would bless us with your presence, with your wonderful spirit, Lord God. We just want you to have your way this service, Lord God. I just pray that you touch the musicians, that you touch the praise team, Lord God. That you touch Bishop as he teaches tonight, Lord God. That you touch our minds and our hearts, Lord God. If there's any unclean thing in our minds and our hearts, Lord God. We just ask that you purge it out, Lord God. We just ask that you take the unclean things from our lips, Lord God, and you purge it out. You put the the coal on our lips to cleanse them, Lord God. We just want to be cleansed in your presence, Lord God. We want to be spotless and blameless like you was, Lord. And we love you and we cherish you so very much, Lord God. You are so good. You're so worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. You're so good, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all for you. If there's anything in the room, Lord God, it's yours, Lord Jesus. We just ask that you take it all, Lord, that we open our hearts up to you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I can get a couple ushers up here <clears throat> while they're coming up here. Um, August 7th, this Sunday, we are only going to have an 1115 morning service. So 1115 morning service only. Uh, There is a multitude that's going to be out traveling to, I think, Mississippi. I think even uh, three-quarters of my family is going to be going down there now. So it's all good. It's all great. Remember that. It's all for the glory of God. Sunday, the 14th, at 4 p.m., all volunteers and those who would be interested, uh, we are having an outline of things to sign up for to volunteer. And we also need all department heads in this meeting, also. We need everybody that's interested to be a part, all staff, and we just anybody that wants to be a part of what is about to kick off and what the Lord is really about to start doing. It's, if you can feel it, the Lord is about to start moving things. And pushing us in the direction that he is calling. Uh, Latoya's baby shower the 20th, uh, baby dedication that Sunday the 21st. And I heard somebody just stopped me and said it's somebody's birthday today. Whose birthday is it? Sister Alyssa's birthday. Hi, happy birthday. We love Sister Alyssa, at least I do. Announcements out of the way. Brother Gabe, will you pray our offering, please? In Jesus' name, if you will, you march on your offering on up and praise and worship with our worship team.
1: for you. Yeah
2: tonight come on how many really believe that tonight jesus is able he's able come on to tear down to break chains hallelujah the bible tells me that one day every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess you talking about power in the name amen that's power in the name so thankful tonight for you that are here we appreciate amen all that's here you can be seated for just a moment I'm thankful for those that have a desire and those that want to do a work for the Lord. There's always something to do, that's for sure. I was thinking today, uh, not that it's diminished, but there was a time in my life, especially early in ministry, that if I didn't feel like I was doing something for the Lord at every minute, at every juncture, everything, that when I had free time or anything, that, man, I should be doing something. And uh, it it was almost uh, burdensome. It was almost almost a weight. And uh, I remember the Lord speaking to me and said, all you've got to do is live it, preach it, and let others know. Oh, kids qu oh, yeah, kids' quest, I'm sorry. Amen. Kids quest. Get out. Peace, quiet, and tranquility. Oh, these kids, they're the lifeblood of the church, that's for sure. Every time I come in, see our kids all fired up and stuff, I get mad. I get jealous. I get envious. Like, man, I remember when I had that kind of energy. I, I I was thinking about this the other day. I used to take a 9 o'clock lunch or a 9 o'clock break at, at work at River Products when I was young. I was still a senior in high school, but I was working there full time. And, uh, boy, after, after break, uh, I was in the back of the building, and I would go through probably to show off. I was young and. He's a bunch of women, a bunch of guys, and we all were, you know, we just was close. But I would do flips all the way back to my job. I know you look at me now and say, hey, no way." It used to be, and Amen. Uh, used to be, used to be pretty flexible. Now, uh, just getting up's a chore. It's how many? Agree, how many understand that? When you, lay, when you wake up in the morning, you lay there and you think, oh, i got to get up. i got to kick this leg out, get off to the side. You know, you have to walk your way through it, talk your way through it. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about something my wife and I was talking about the other morning, and she got all giddy. I mean, got all excited. Uh, I said something about what I was going yeah, to teach on. I said, I really feel like I need to teach on the difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And, oh, you need to do that. And next thing I know, she starts giving me, she's been talking to the ladies. I just want you to know, I don't know if I'm going to tie it all in like she's been doing it. Uh, but I, I do feel like it's something that, uh, so it's not, I don't want you to feel like it's redundant, ladies, uh, if you hear it again. So some some things again. But uh, go to Luke with, Luke chapter 13 with me, Luke chapter 13. I do have a lot to get into. Thank you for uh, the new order of the service there, that kind of gives it a little extra time. Back in school, I had 48 kids on my bus today, and I still had about six or 8 one on. I don't know where I'm going to put them. I told two of the kids, I said, tomorrow you may have to ride on the bumper. That's no joke. Uh, so, yeah, hot. I don't think we all have to go back to school until... You know, weather cools off like after Labor Day, like it was when I grew up. But I feel, still think we ought to get out in May, not June 6th, because that's when we got out when I went to school. Luke chapter 13, back to school. Oh, we're going to pick up at verse number, <coughs> excuse me, verse number 6. Luke chapter 13, verse number 6. Amen. He spake a parable. Jesus here, my Bible's in red. He spake a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Look at your neighbor and say nothing. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, now notice, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Now, see if it'd be me. I said, you're fired. He said, I come seeking fruit on the fig tree, and found none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? In other words, why take up wasted space? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it, and dung it, and fertilize it. And if it bear fruit, good. Well, and if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. I want to draw from back verse number 9 where the Lord says, And if it bear fruit, if it bear fruit, uh, the fruit and the gift. How many would lift their hands all over this place? The fruit and the gift. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together, Lord. We thank you for your word, God. Now, Lord, God, help us, Lord, to hear the Word. God, help us to apply Your Word. And help us, Lord God, to know Your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Bible study is about learning. should be about learning something. <laughs> I told somebody the other day, I said, I haven't arrived. I'm still learning. Uh, in fact, you know, just in the last little bit, in uh, really, really grabbing the horns of the altar and seeking the Lord about things, You know, if you really get serious with God, He'll get serious with you and start speaking to you and start showing you things. Amen. And so uh, it's in that vein that I felt like the Lord began to speak to me about the difference between a a gift and the the fruit. And so we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But here the illustration is of the parable of fig tree. Uh, And I want to kind of name this uh, actually the fruitless fig tree because it actually, if you really study this. He's actually talking about the Jewish people. The Lord's talking about is symbolic of the Jewish people. And this parable really reveals God's judgment is sure. But it also reveals His patience is great. It's a lesson for us to learn. Uh, Judgment is real. And if something's not right, it's not right, and you take care of it. And that's part of the lesson. The other part of that is, but there's a time. There's a right time. And God's patient with us, I can say for me, is great. Goes beyond what I would be patient with. Like I said, when I read this, I thought, man, if I was there, I'd tell the guy, you're fired. If you can't do any better than this, because we're only talking about one tree. But he said, I've come to this tree and never found any kind of fruit, any kind of fig. Now, of course, we know, and I believe we do. That there, something has to be planted in order for it to produce fruit, produce something. It's got to be planted. Uh, you can't just leave it out. It'll wither, it'll die. Uh, even starting, some of you, I've noticed uh, gardens, you have to start some plants into little things ahead of time to get them started before you plant them into the ground. Uh, something has to be planted before something can be produced. And speaking from a spiritual standpoint, it's the same thing. God wants to plant in us His Spirit. Why? So that we can produce. So that we can be fruitful. And so being planted in a spiritual sense is simply being rooted. Look at your neighbor and say, roots. It's got to have roots. It's got to take roots. Psalms 92, verse number 12. If you look at this closely, And notice, it's those who are planted in the house of the Lord. That's why I want to make sure that we understand this in a spiritual sense. Look at this. The righteous shall flourish. Who's the righteous? Those living right. Shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall what? still bring forth fruit. Look at your neighbor. Where's the elders? Where's those white-haired folks? In old age, they shall be fat and flourishing. Oh, let me have a little fun here. Thank God for us apostolic folks that are fat in the Lord. I didn't say in weight. Get your carnal mind straightened out. Fat in the Lord. There is a difference. Amen. It's, it's, It's something that we we see. It's those who are planted in the house of the Lord; they shall flourish. Now, if you've served the Lord very long, you've seen people come and go, and you've watched people come in, Lord, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Things happen, and then you see things happen in life, or something draws them out, and then you see things start diminishing for them. And the next time you may see them, they may what we call look worldly or act worldly or. Or act, you know, different, or you know, avoid you. I don't know how many times I've been in a in, in a Walmart or in a store and seen somebody, and, and I know that they seen me, and next thing you know, they're not there no more. It's, it, 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 that's just that's just the way we are, you know. Uh, people don't want to be preached to today, really. They don't really talk that. That's that's kind of the term nowadays. They don't really talk that. But here, there's several factors for growth. Because the plant and the ground and the soil, the elements, you know, the rain, the sun, all those things makes a difference. So it is as we grow spiritually in the Lord. We're like a tree planted by the water. Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. We're like a tree planted by the water. Why? Because where our roots are, We go deeper and deeper and deeper to get to the depths. Why? Why does that need to take place? Listen, just coming to church don't get it. Just sitting in a pew don't get it. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm saying it takes some depth because when the storms of life come in, when things happen, when it's too hot, when it's too rainy, when it's too much, you've got to be able to have deep roots. And it's not just the winds. Because, you know, we think the winds are... No, it's all the elements that, that cause the roots to go deep. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his what? His fruit in his season. His leaves shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Listen, when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, guess what's going to happen? We know, we've heard the scripture, we've heard it said, if you have a ministry, your, your ministry will make room for itself. We don't have to exalt ourselves. I don't have to lift myself up. I don't have to call up preachers and say, hey, can I preach for you? Hey, Amen. It should make room for itself. And when you preach or when it happens, guess what? There should be results. Because there's a lot of men today, I used this illustration recently. A lot of men today, these televangelists, they speak well, look nice, feel stadiums. But what message are they preaching when it comes to salvation and making heaven our home? It's not just about coming in and feeling good. It's about coming in and getting rooted and grounded and being deep. Listen, I, I'm going to say this because I'm hearing more and more. We apostolics need to get out of this shallow water. Too many of us are shallow. We don't even know how to explain baptism. We don't even know how to explain tongues. We don't even know how to explain how we live our life. It should not be that way. We should be searching just like a tree. We should be searching to get deeper so that we can spread our Leaves won't weather. Because when you think about it, the destiny of the tree or the person depends on verse number two. Back up to verse number two, Psalms one two. Look at it. What is it? What what is it that keeps that depth? Because we know he's going to be like a tree planted by the water. But what is the depth? What what makes it? What makes me? It's where I my heart is. His delight. Is in the word of the Lord, the law of the Lord. And his word, his law doeth, he meditate day and night. It's not something we just come for a few hours a week, meditate or think, oh, hallelujah, have a good time, feel good about ourselves, and go home. That's not what it's about. Never has been, never ever has been. God wants to draw us. God wants us to be planted. God wants us to grow strong. God wants us to have deep roots. Why? Why does God want that? Because He he knows what life's all about. He knows about the elements. He created them. That's why we see these parables. That's why we see these metaphors. They're used for our reasoning so that we can understand what it is in the mind of God. God don't, there's some things God don't have to tell me, thou shall not. That's a shallow Christian. When I have to have it, thou shall not, because I've got to know the heart and the mind of God through His Word. His Word has threaded. When I meditate day and night, when I understand His Word from Genesis to Revelation, it has more meaning than just... That's why the Old Testament... If you want to live by the law, you're going to be bound by the law. But guess what? Salvation is a gift. Keep that in mind. A gift. It's free. So we know that the the destiny of a tree, the person depends on verse number two. His delight is in the what? The word, the law of the Lord. I feel something. When we choose to allow the Word of God, when we choose to allow God's word, guess what happens? We stay strong. The elements come and go. The rain will come, the sun will come, there'll be days that we're parched. There's days that our leaves we just won't flap as much. That right, Sister Alyssa. Especially on birthdays. When you get old, crusty. It's the best I can come up with. I've been trying all, all, I've been trying to come up with something. I thought about a couple, not not getting up. I thought about a couple stories from the Christian school days. I was a principal for three and a half years. I probably should have paddled her, but corporate correction, I should say. But when we choose, when we choose to allow the Word of God to keep us, what, strong? It keeps us strong enough to stand. I mean, I don't know about you, but where I live, I've got trees everywhere. And we've had storms where I've seen those things. Man, I'm telling you what, you just, whoo, Lord. If they, didn't have, if they didn't have deep roots, we'd be in trouble. Because the smaller ones, guess what? Things happen to them, and they collapse. They fall. They don't get the nutrients because, you know, the elements are not there. They just can't get deep enough. And, and, I, and I say this, and I say this tongue-in-cheek. I've met people that they are never going to get deep in God because it takes an effort. It takes a want to. It, it, I, I can't depend on you to get me where I need to be. I've got to get there. How? By meditating the Word of the Lord, by getting into the Word of the Lord. Get that. Because the gardener, the dresser, the scripture says, said, he said, listen, let me dig around it. Lord, help me. If you see me coming at you with a shovel, what are you going to think? My God, he needs to dig around me a little bit. Need a little fertilizer in your life. Why? It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. The dresser understood. He understood. Listen, listen, I don't want to give up hope yet. There's something about this. I know, I know it's got some roots. I'm not going to give up on it. Let me dig around it. Let me, let me work it a little bit. Let me fertilize Let me do a little bit extra with it. Come on, there's some of us, we need something deeper. And there's some of us that still like the shallow. There's got to be a balance in the body, in the church. Not everybody's going to learn the same way or understand the same way. And there's no timetable that says, by now you should know. Now, I do believe, and I'm one of those that believe, that the Holy Ghost should be talking to you. And when the Holy Ghost talks to you, you need to listen. You need to pay attention. Because I've said this before. And, and I mean it wholeheartedly. I told the Lord this. With all the things that Sister Lauren and I have been through in the last couple of years, I, one of the things it's caused me to do is, Lord, there was a time when I felt things and I, and I didn't react or I didn't act on them. I'm not going to do that no more. It's not going to happen. I made a promise to God. Feel something because waiting too long, guess what? Guess, if, he, if he didn't do this, guess what would happen? Next year, you will be cut down, be gone. That's what happens. The devil loves to get in that kind of business. Because, listen, think about it. Because if you transplant something very often, I'm not talking about like little seedlings where you, trans, you get a little bit bigger and you put them in a bigger. You transplant something very often, and if you keep transplanting it, guess what? The plant will eventually die. It'll wither. It's got to take root. It's got to take root into something where it can expand. Come on, you can't keep that in that little cup. Well, I don't know what you call them things for flowers or uh, little, yeah, those little, for like getting your uh, tomatoes starting, those kind of things. They're just. But once they get roots, you transplant, you take them out and put them something bigger. When we first moved where we're at in 2005, oh, Lord. The front of our porch was hideous. Bush has grown up so much you couldn't even see off the porch. I mean, you didn't know there was a porch there. I took a chain, jerked them out. My wife has planted them, uh, what do you call them things? Hostas. And now she's got them things all around there. And she, she waters them, takes care of them. When we're gone, somebody has to try to water them, take care of them. But, man, I, I was looking tonight. Those things are flourishing. Those things are healthy looking. And I thought, we've got to have that in our life. Now, let me say this way. In that thought, we've got to care enough for each other. I've got to care for you. You've got to care for me. Come on, we've got to take care of each other. We've got to look out for it just like we would we, we with our plans. We have to look out for each other. We have to ask God, God, I need some help. I can't be afraid to say, hey, listen, I, I failed. I can't be afraid to say, hey, I need your help. I can't be afraid to speak up and say, Lord, I need something because what I'm getting is not enough. <laughs> because if you just keep moving and moving, so so even like, you know, and I, I said this, and, and Lord, forgive me for bringing up the past. When I first started pastoring in, in this County, my God, where I come from, you didn't think about church hopping. None of, none, of, none of my life I ever thought about leaving the church, and trust me, I had a lot of issues with Brother Howard, my pastor. Had a lot of differences. I never once, never once. I come to Muncie, my God, the people that showed up at the church have been to every church in the Tri-County. Every time there was a revival, every time there was something blow in. No, I'm I'm not saying to me, you know, we learn you have to, and I, I remember thinking, my lord, everybody's been everywhere, and I had trouble just getting here. Think about it. I mean, it's just wow, because trusting God's one thing, but you can't be transplanting all the time. You're not going to get anything, and so when we stay, so when we get rooted, that's what God wants. Listen, the key is, and this is what I think Sister Ronan was talking about, the key is when God puts you somewhere, you're there, not self. You're there when God God put me where I'm at, and I can't do anything about it. Oh, I've thought things, and I've come up plan planned things in my mind. But listen, God said, listen, I put you there for a reason. Sometimes I don't feel worthless. I mean, I don't feel worth. Sometimes. Go again. Sometimes I look out there and say, "Am I doing these people any good at all?" I'm, I'm not saying that for shit. I'm telling you the truth. Because sometimes what you preach and what you see happening just don't go together. And I've talked, I've talked to many pastors, and many evangelists, and many ministers. It's everywhere. It's prevalent. You can preach your guts out. You can have the best revivals. You can spend all kind of money doing all kind of things in programs in a church. But what it comes down to, it comes down to the individual, how rooted and grounded they are, amen. how much they are able to weather all the storms that come through their life. Look at your neighbor and say, too much rain. Too much sun. Not enough. Not enough sun. You know, back in my day growing up, it was too hot, too cold. Pews uncomfortable, not padded. Ooh, remember those days? Roaring's church, wooden pews. Sister Rose had a little cracks in them. If you moved just right, that thing would just pinch the far out of you. So, Whoa! somebody said, "Oh, bless him, Lord, get the Holy Ghost." Wasn't nothing spiritual about it. <laughs> I've got one of those pews I kept as a keepsake. It's on my back porch. I don't sit in it. There's a difference between gifted and being fruitful. A plant can be a gift. I can give you a plant as a gift, but there's no guarantee to be fruitful. Why? Because it needs to be cultivated. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to read verses 22 through 25. It's always quicker if I just turn around. But the fruit of the what? No, the fruit of myself. The fruit of what I want. Because when I get up here, listen, I want you to hear me. When I get up here, I preach what I want to preach. And I do what I want to do. I might as well say it because that's what some people think i oh, just getting uh, getting red-faced. No, no. It's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. I'm not going to tell you I love you and not tell you something that's going to keep you out of he- heaven. That's not love. I, we could talk about emotions and feelings. That's not lo- Emotions and feelings are not love. Those are senses. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I'm working on that one. Gentleness, kind of working on that one. Goodness, faith. Is that it? I thought there's some meekness. This keeps piling on me. Temperance. Against such there's no what? There's no word. There's no law. Get it. They that are what? Of Christ have crucified. Woo, Jesus, i got to cut myself up. No. They have crucified the flesh with what? The affections and lust. You see where this is tied? This, ain't, this, is, this is flesh. This is flesh. This is what we are. We live, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. God said, be ye holy, for I'm holy. All through the word of God, amen, the law was done away with, but everything that God gives us, because all the word of God are types and patterns and shadows of what was better to come. All that the law was, was what? Amen, look what they did. Listen, when I bring you out of the world, when I bring you out of Egypt, I don't want you to be like them at all. None of their ordinances, nothing that they do. I want you to be my people. Come on, in the New Testament, we're born again. We can't even say Jesus Christ is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. You can't. You can say it, but it don't mean anything because if we don't know it, it's spirit. No man can come to the Father except they have a Sunday school program. They do door knocking. What's wrong with those things? Nothing, not at all. But that's not what draws. What draws is our conduct when we come together. What draws is where our heart is when we're sitting in a pew. Because God's in unity, and where there's division, a house divided. Come on, that doesn't that just don't don't just tie into you know. Marriages, Corey and Chandra. We've. Oh, look at it! If we live in the spirit, if I live in the spirit, what do I want to do? Now look at me, look at me, look at me, because this is very important. If I'm living and walking in the spirit, what do I really want to do? Please me. Absolutely not. I have to crucify this flesh. I have to crucify my thoughts. I have to die out daily, every day. Every look at me every day. Pastor Purdue has bad thoughts. Oh, you heard that? It's on, is it? it's true. We all do. We'd be liars if we say, "Oh, I'm, I'm no, not me and ever." It's just not true. So in that, we've got to be careful how much flesh we allow that dictates to us our motivation, our direction. Because if we're not rooted and grounded deep into the Word of God, not just the shallow stuff of what makes us feel good and how I could go home feeling happy. That's what we refer to as the feel-good messages. But look at it. The fruit of the Spirit, not fruit of the flesh, is just that. It's fruit, and it's singular. It's singular. And all that's listed there is singular. In other words, we should have the fruit. The Bible says you know a tree by the fruit it bears. What's the fruit that it bears? All that. And when something's not working, guess what? We're 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 missing what we're supposed to tap into. We're not getting enough water, we're not getting enough sun, We're, we're missing something. And if we're not careful, if we allow that to continue, we'll start withering. And when we start withering, what happens? When something comes along, it affects us. Notice this. Notice this. Now watch. Listen to me carefully. Notice. Healing. Somebody shout, healing. Miracles. Woo, hallelujah. Prophetic word from God. Are all gifts of the Spirit. They're not listed. Can you hear me? They're not listed. In the fruit. It's the gift. How many's got the Holy Ghost? You didn't earn it, did you? Not at all. It's not merited. It's a gift. It's free. Whosoever will. Jesus come that we might have life more abundantly. What does that mean? It means we to live in the Spirit. When we live in the Spirit, guess what? The fruit of the Spirit will operate. Why? Because we daily have to cultivate the soil. We daily have to deal with the heat, the rain, the elements. Because there will be storms. There will be problems. There will be mental setbacks. Young people. No. Think about it. For the Spirit, it's not flesh. Uh, healings happen. Why? It's part of the gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Start at uh, verse 4. I want to read it right out of my Bible. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Huh. Now, wait a minute. <coughs> We're bad about comparing. What about the church over on the corner? What about this over here? What about the Buddhists? What about the Hindus? Well, the Bible tells me that the Holy Ghost was to be preached into all the world, to every creature, to every nation, to every tongue. So there's nobody left out. So now the gifts of the Spirit, they're different gifts, same Spirit. There are diversity of gifts, same Spirit. These are the differences There are differences of ministrations. One church may do one thing a little different than the other, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations. There are different operations. You won't find Sunday school in the Bible. We've been doing Sunday school all my life. How many is older than me? Oh, you don't want to admit it. 65 and up. You always know about Sunday school? There's always been a Sunday school? Where'd that come from? Yeah. You know what Sunday school actually derived from? School was... In the, in the church house, and it continued on, and they, continued, and they called it Sunday school to be able to, before the separation of church and state. Think about it. That's where Sunday school comes. But that's, there's, different, there's different, different operations. It's the same God, worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. When God gives you something, it should be profitable. And it's not something when God gives you something. Well, Lord, now I've got to do something with it. Think about it. For to one is given by the, the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. By the same spirit, to another faith, the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, uh, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will, as many as he will. Think about it. Stop and think about that. There's no limit what God can do if we allow Him. Why is that? Because these are gifts. These are gifts in the body to profit, to be a blessing. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. All those things, those are things that we have to work on every day. But when God, listen, here's what's sad. When God gives you a gift, God gives you a gift. God, we call them talents sometimes. God gives you a gift, especially in, in, in this realm, and we don't operate in it. My goodness, what's wrong with this? It means that we haven't cultivated ourselves because the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit should be in our lives. Because no matter what we start out to be, we need Roots. We need growth. Are you, are you following me? I hope I'm explaining this right. So the fruit of the Spirit, we have to be cultivated enough to get rooted and grounded and get deeper so that as we grow, then guess what? Then when the gifts begin to happen, God begins to give you, give you gifts to operate in the body. And it's a sad thing to hear a Christian say, I'm afraid to allow the gift to operate. Really? Or what about this? God, listen, when God gives you something, it's a gift. It's a gift. He ain't going to take it back. The sad fact is, you're not cultivated enough. You're not strong enough. You're not rooted. You're not deep enough. Guess what happens? It's sad. God has blessed people and give people talents and give people gifts in the church. And what happened? It's a shame by the way we live our life and by us being uncultivated. Amen. Guess what happens? Amen. The world gets in uh, and it creeps in and withers us. And now we can't even operate in the gift. You've heard me say this before. It's a sad thing. I know people, God's given them a gift of interpretation of tongues. You don't see them in church for months, but then they show up, God uses them, and you think, my God, why'd it have to be them? It's a sad day when God gives a gift to somebody, and we can't love it enough, we can't be deep enough, we can't be rooted enough that we are able to use that gift at any time. Because when you're not here, and and God's giving you, and you're not here, shame on you. Because He put the gifts in the body for a reason. I know some pastors that operate totally different than I do. Tongues start coming, somebody go to interpret, they'll shut her down. I've been in service, they shut her down. I know one brother who I love dearly. He got up and his tongue's in and He said, I got the microphone. Quiet. That would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? (laughs) My old pastor, somebody get up and get a talking too much, he start a song. Come on, musicians, crank it up while they're talking. Shut them down. Think about it. Oh, my God. There's difference. There's, there's, there's such a difference. And he said, but all these worketh that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man as many as he will. You don't, you don't just get, hey, you can have more than one gift. I have the gift of interpretation, interpret, interpreting tongues, not all the time. There's times I'll, I'll stand, I'll hear something, and it ain't, I, I just know it ain't for me. I know the Lord's trying to develop in different ones, and some are trying to let God use them. And sometimes we have to put up with them learning how to allow the Spirit to operate properly and do it decently and in order. I don't have to scream at us. We know when the Spirit begins to move, there's something happens, and then the interpretation will come. But that's the, that's the one that's prevalent today, especially in our faith. Where's the miracles? I know I've stood on this platform, and I've heard ministers come through this church and point people out and say they have been given gifts that's not even here today. Because once you're singled out that way, once once the devil knows that you've got something, guess what? He wants to steal it. He wants to kill it. And he'll destroy it. In fact, think about it. Gifts are given. Fruit is cultivated. I think we've got that. Think about, think about and I'm going to close with it, Cain and Abel. We was talking about that a little bit. Because if you look, just don't. Look any farther than the beginning, back in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 4, what happened? Cain slew his brother Abel. Why? I mean, study it. Why, why did Cain kill Because he's mad at God. Abel didn't do nothing to him. The Bible says they were just talking one day, and he killed him. But he killed him because he was mad at God. Why? Because earlier they both had sacrificed to God. And let me tell you something. Their sacrifices, there was nothing wrong with their sacrifices because it didn't have to be a blood sacrifice to be accepted of God. But what happened is the attitude of Cain, because what he did, I mean, I worked the ground, I toiled, I did all this, and I did it that way. I had to move rocks, I had to plow, and I brought my best that I've done to you, God. God said, hey, good enough. You, ain't, you ain't gonna do it out of my parameters. Didn't your mom and dad teach you that? Watch, look at me. Because I guarantee you, Adam and Eve taught them because God taught them a lesson. Fig leaves didn't get it. He, he took animal skins and he covered them. And he taught them about the blood sacrifice. And so now, they, I, I promise you, they passed it on their children. But what did Cain do? He brought God something that, listen, look what I've done. Because I've done all this hard work and I've done all this. Listen, this is what it all is all about. I can get up here and I can go. Oh, oh, man! I've been preaching for 30 years. Where's everybody? I should have a church of 500. Mm
3: -hmm. I don't know if I can handle 500, y'all. I know you're looking at me, thinking the same thing. So I'm going to look
2: at you, going to say the same thing. I don't believe in cloning. As I look at you. No. You've got to have a little bit of fun. Listen, what was it? It was this attitude. Our attitudes could get in the way. And my wife was telling me that this was part of what they've been talking about, but it was more about being offended. Well, offended has to do with attitude. Our attitude toward things. Listen, if we don't want, we won't get. But if we want... Because what 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 did God give to Cain? Even even after Cain slew his brother, and God said, "Hey, where's your brother? What am I, my brother's keeper?" What did the Lord say? He said, "His blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. His blood sought revenge. Right out. Put up verse four, chapter four. Look at this. Abel brought forth what." the firstling of his flock and the fat thereof and the Lord had what? my God's no respecter of person the Lord had respect and Abel to his offering listen I'm sick and tired of hearing people say don't judge you better learn how to do some judging you better know what spirit that's around you and you better know what spirit's dealing with you and you better know what spirit's talking to you because what fruit that you're giving off don't match up with what you're supposed to be. Say what we want, but that's the truth. Look, look what God did. He said, well, that's God. You got the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus. I said, we're supposed to have the mind that was in him. Only what? Only for certain things? No. In spiritual things. Look at here. He brought that. He brought the best. He had respect for it. But Cain, uh, and Cain, no, go, go, ahead. Cain to his offering had not respect. He had not respect. You know what? It'd be like, sister. Lord, bring me a big nice plate and set my it back. Cain was what? Who was Cain mad at? I don't think he was mad at Abel at this point. He's mad at God. What happens when we're not, we're, not, we're not getting what we want from God? Come on, let's not lie about it. We start looking, we start wanting, and our mind starts working on us because obviously Cain, his mind started working on him because he got mad at God because God showed respect and said, I'm not taking your sacrifice. Can I say this? God can do that. The Spirit can do
3: that. Look at it. He
2: had respect to it. Next verse. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you mad? Why has your countenance changed? Why is it falling? If you do well, you hear me? If I'm in something, if the Spirit's in something, what's wrong with it? you hear what God's saying to you? Come on when God's trying to make you better and God's trying to work on you and God's trying to get you a little deeper and get you rooted guess what what's wrong with that? That's what he's saying if you do well what's wrong with it? because he said, I'm the one I'm the one that pushed it away. I'm the one that said listen if you do well should you not be accepted? I know how to take care of you. I know how to open doors. If you do well not, then sin lies at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt have rule over him. Oh, my goodness. Last verse, verse 8. I don't see where Cain argued with his brother. He talked with his brother Abel. And it came to pass when they were in a field. I'm sure Cain was explaining to Abel. I don't understand it. I don't know why God's treating me like I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like, I don't know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Maybe Cain told him. Maybe it's your attitude, buddy. Maybe it's the way you're looking at things. Because didn't God tell you that if you just do the right thing, it'll be all right? Because, see, see, right now, we don't know. And I've looked at people in the eye, and I've told people, listen, you better be careful what steps you take now, because down the road, you may pay for it. And then down the road, I find out, guess what? They got divorced. They got Their homes has got, got to be a mess. Things happen, uh, all kind of stuff. So God knows down the road what's going to take place. That's why sometimes we've got to say, listen, I don't understand, but I'm just going to get roots, uh, and I'm going to stand. Because when I don't hear from God, that means I'm not supposed to do anything. What are you, you going to do, Cain? Well, he rose up against it. This is exactly what we do. We attack the preacher. We attack the church. We attack people. We attack our brothers. Oh, my God. We kill them. We beat them down. We make them bleed. Oh, it's getting quiet. It's the truth. It's what happened. All the way back in the beginning, when we don't like what happens to us, Amen. It ain't your, my fault. It ain't. Come on, it's what God is doing. Sometimes what God does, we just have to say it's God and leave it at that. And if everything's okay, guess what? It'll work out. If not, sin lies at the door. First John three. Stand with me. Verse number 11. I'm sweating. Here's the message you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Not as Cain, watch this, who was of that wicked one. Oh my God. Now he's of the devil. Are you getting this? Talking about judging. Now, I mean, we're talking New Testament stuff. How's he know he's of the devil? Well, because it's pretty obvious. Anything outside of the Lord is wrong. Anything, any, watch me. Oh, anything outside of right is wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong, young person. Looking on somebody in lust, ever is wrong. Just as bad. Looking at porn is wrong. Come on, it'll take you places that you don't want to go. Dabbling around with drugs will get you in deeper. A little drink. You know how many pastors, how many ministers I know have been destroyed because they started sipping wine because their nerves got bad because people got on their nerves and they just need to calm down and be cool, you know, and Relax. I'd be a drunkard.
3: You're laughing. It's your fault.
2: He said that's why he slew him. Why? Because of his own works was evil. And his brother's was righteous. Listen, there was nothing wrong with the sacrifice. It was how and how he was presented. When it don't come from the heart, when it's selfish, guess what? God's not in it. It's about, look what I've done. I've worked hard. I've toiled. I had to move rocks. I had to plow. I had to plant. I had to water. I had to do all this stuff. Now look. And then you're going to kick it back to me? (laughs) Come on. That kind of fruit only comes by a great effort. Cain's attitude affected the ability, his ability to be fruitful. And you know what happened? You know the story. God put a mark on him. Not to mark him. Listen, this is where some preachers got it wrong. It's not to mark him, to make him stand out. It was a curse. God put a mark on him to let everybody know, if anything happens to him, I'm coming after you. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It belongs to him. That's what the mark was about.
3: And what did Cain say? Just what we say in the church. It's more than I can bear. Turned into a vagabond. Went into exile.
2: Went into wandering. And listen, study this out because you'll find out. You know where music comes from? Mr. Cain. As a substitute, I believe, for what he was, what he left, and what he didn't have, you find something to soothe you, and you'll find. Check these lineage out. You'll find out he was part of music. Listen, don't mean music's bad. Don't get into, that's not it at all. It just means that's where there's a substitute. When God gives you a gift. It's a gift. When God wants you to grow by the fruit and give fruit out of, out of your spirit, it's not flesh. It's as the spirit, just like as we speak in tongues, as the spirit gives the utterance. I've sat across a table of people that look at me and say, I can speak in tongues and just start whipping it out there. Oh, my Lord, I wouldn't do that. Don't ever do that. It's as the spirit gives the utterance. It should be a, it's, a, it's a spiritual thing, not something you play with. There's a lot of people in the world today, in the religious world today, that can speak in tongues that don't mean anything. Tongues don't save you. It's a sign that you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. But I promise you not everything, everything that God has, there's a substitute. There's something just like it. If the devil can pass himself off as an angel of light, he can appear to be white. He can appear, can, appear to be, can appear to be bright. In my words. He can. He can can make it appear to look so good. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to know, God, what you've given to us, Lord God, the gifts, Lord God, that should be operating in the body. It's your spirit, Lord, as the spirit, as the spirit moves, God. We should be seeking, Lord, and walking, Lord, after spiritual things, Lord. God, that we can be the light, that we can be the example. Lord, God, that we can see healings, that we can see miracles, Lord. God, help us, Lord God, to step up, Lord God, and realize what you want, Lord, not what we want, not what I want, Lord, but what you want. And, Lord, help us, Lord God, to realize, God, that we need to cultivate ourselves, that we need, Lord God, to know, Lord God, the elements around us so that we can get deeper in you. We ask you for your favor. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord, bless you. Shake hands and be free.